from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Don't do nothing with it. Yeah. Hi. Tower number three. Big and Wild Outdoors. Bring down Bill George. Diego. You look extremely bored over there, man. The only time he perked up is when I said, uh, you know, try to find some DMX music over there. Woo! 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 Well, listen. He was he smiling on the bears on the beach. On the bears yeah. on the beach? Yeah. He, he had a little smirk on his face. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Seagulls ain't taking care of business. We're not doing it fast enough, yeah. and we. Uh, but, but, but every bear that I mean, if they gorge that much, you know what? You're going to have a bunch of other stuff on the beach. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe like, there'll be something that cleans in. Them. Well, I understand. Maybe we could teach them to just go out in the water and put it back in where they're supposed to. Uh, this past week, if you are uh, living in a cave, you probably don't know that. Uh, President Joseph Biden uh, decided that uh, he was going to come out. This is the much-anticipated announcement on what he was going to do about, uh, you know, firearms in the in the United States of America. Of course, a lot of people were predicting the gloom and doom and, uh, you know, uh, taking away uh, rights and this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, everybody goes to the far extreme when it comes to this kind of stuff. And when he got on television, of course— Started talking about some things. Um, I turned immediately into my father, and I'm screaming at the television and to the point to where my children are. <laughs> my children are like going, "Dad, let's go and settle down, man." I'm like, "This dude is just blind right here in front of America. Literally, how can you get in front of a nation and just lie, lie? I mean, straight up lie. Lie? Yeah, straight up lie. Is it a lie if you believe it? Yes, it is still a lie. No. Just because you believe it doesn't mean it's true. He told an untruth. He didn't lie. He it was believes a flat, it. It was a flat-out lie. Well, if he believes it, then... Uh, how, how long have you lied in your life? Oh, a lot. But, you know, I'm not going to lie. I lied. <laughs> Before I guess we get into it, uh, we got to talk to Big Hands John, who tried like unsuccessfully to call like three times last week. And every time he called, somebody else would call, and we'd go, uh, we'll get terminated. He kept hanging out. <laughs> Apparently, he had better things to do than to just blah, blah, blah with us all, all morning. Yeah. So what are you doing? What's going on? What happened last week that was so dang important? I was going into Munch's restaurant to have breakfast, man. Oh, was that it? That was that was it, the that big was announcement? Good. That was the big oh, announcement? No, I wanted to, say, wanted to say happy Easter to you guys. You said I was afraid to call you back or afraid to talk to you, so I just left a message. Well, things going good. You all right? You fishing? Yeah, what are you doing today? Good, man. I'm actually today helping a friend move some stuff. I'm thinking about going to Green Swamp tomorrow, trying to knock down a bird. I just figured I'd what? chime in and see if you guys knew of a special spot that you wanted to text me on. I don't want you to announce it to the whole world. Well, I, oh. I'll be honest with you, John. Um, there are, yeah. there have been very little gobbling activity in the swamp. Uh, I have not hunted the swamp much this year. 
but mm-hmm. some certified turkey killers have. And I've watched too many certified turkey killers go out with nothing. Okay. Well, I, I told you I deserve one of those monkeys. Yeah, I'm yeah. One of those anyway. There, there's some on the there's some on the uh, the uh, table there at camp. You can't miss our camp, but uh, you can get brownies and ice cream when you get your monkey. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> yeah, last night we 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 cooked a fresh batch of brownies, and somebody ran out and got some ice cream. You know, yeah. got to have dessert. Uh, yeah. You know, typical yeah, hunting man, camp. You got to live right. Yeah, but, um, you know, I I know there's a gentleman who's been hunting for like 15 days, 16 days, and has yet to get on a gobbling bird, okay? Wow, wow that's if, not good. If, if you were going to go out there, my advice to you is if you go out there and you find a spot with a lot of turkey sign, they're not responding to the calls yeah. real good. You're gonna if you're gonna be successful right now, you're gonna have to deer hunt them. Yep. Okay. And especially yep. if we get some rain tomorrow, if you have a blind mm-hmm. that you could go pop up next to some of these uh, jeep trails and different things, they will be out walking those fire breaks and jeep trails to get out of the wet bushes and be in a little bit more open spot, and you're gonna be a little bit more successful. That sounds good. I got a couple of spots I can go to like that. We spent a whole day there. We saw a couple of people that shot two birds, but it got them out of the. Whoop. That's what they said anyway. Shot them yeah. out of the roost. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, you know. one of those deals. Well, I, I can tell you during the, the course of the year, I've, I've had better reports coming out of Richland than in Green Swamp. Um, that's just that's just the oh. intel that I have. Well, that's you. Well, it must be that time of year because so many people didn't hunt it for so long, because <laughs> it was uh, yeah. there was hardly any birds in there for a while. But it's nice to know they're back. But you know, it, I know it, they they seem to be paired up right now. They've already got something going, so they're not doing a whole lot of calling or squawking during the daytime. I didn't hear one bird the whole time we were in there. Well, as time goes on, that'll get less and less. You know that. Those hens will be done with them, and uh, it gets a little easier towards the end of the season. But, oh, speaking of the end of the season, tomorrow is the end of the season down south. So uh, Yeah. Yeah. And and the thing is, we turn around, and um, I keep thinking that's going to change, you know, that they're going to open up, but they just haven't. Now, on private land – let, let's say on in Green Swamp, you got the bike trail to the east side. There are yeah. people in the Green Swamp that are just listening to birds gobbling their heads off on the other side of the bike trail, which is not legal to go hunt. If you turn right. around and you start crossing that bike trail out of Green Swamp, and, and that's illegal entry exit from a WMA, and when mm-hmm. you turn around and you go on the land on the other side, that's felony trespass with the firearm. Yeah, not that's, good. That's not oh, a yeah. good deal. Yeah. And oh, no, I stay away from there. But you, sure. a lot of people don't realize, you know, oh, I'm just going to go over there. They, it may be a, 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 a fine, you know, we're killing a turkey or I'm not supposed to be, but that's felony trespass. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. And not only that, you, so get, you get poor Mrs. Jenkins who's visiting from uh, Pennsylvania a heart attack when she sees some guy in camouflage go cross across the bike path <laughs> with a gun. There was a guy on the bike path that ran. Uh, the guy that I knew was over there and, and listening to those birds gobble, 
and there was a guy walking down the bike trail. He made a the my buddy made a turkey sound. He looked at the guy looked over, saw him in camo, and went running, running away. Yeah, sure. Scary man oh, yeah. over in the bushes that looked like a bush. Man with a gun, dressed in war outfits. Oh, it's the end of the world. Well, I just wanted to say hi to you guys. I'm fixing across the Howard Franklin. I might lose you, but right. okay. Well, to say hello to everybody. Hope everybody had a great Easter. And uh, well, John, I, I I hope you get out there. If you do, swing on by camp. See if I'm in it. Uh, chances are, if it's raining, I might be. Um, okay, yeah. sounds good. All righty. Yeah, he'll be doing a souffle. We may be <laughs> omelets. Omelets. I, I'm I'm feeling omelets. Whatever. Omelets with go. hash browns. Oh, God, man. Turkey camp with you is a lot different than my turkey camp. So that's for we sure. don't lose weight in our turkey camp. You know, living on granola bars. <laughs> nah, I guess so. Well, John, John, go have a good day, man. Thanks for the call. All right, man. You, See you, buddy. You too. Bye. Um, yeah, living on Slim Jims and granola bars for uh, two weeks, uh, you know, at uh, most of the camps that I go hang out at. So. A couple of Diet Cokes that were warm, you know. Because they're yeah. in the bottom underneath or the back seat of the back truck. Back seat of the car rolled yeah, under the Rolling car. around for a couple of days. Man, mm-hmm. ain't you got nothing to drink in there? I look in the back of the truck. There might be a couple of rolling around in there. Well, you know, we, they rolled around so long that you can't even tell what they are anymore because all the paint's yeah, all just the paint worn off. Wore off. Yeah. Okay. Those are well, we eat real good. Yeah, I know. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Taking a fast break, you guys. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. Okay. song always freaks me out because when it starts up and with that uh, bass line it's all in the left ear my right ear there's nothing in it and then all of a sudden the guitar comes in and it's on the right side it's like wait my headphones are hello check check one two one two and then all of a sudden the music starts in it's like oh they're working still working big and wild outdoors Braden and uh that guy, Bill George, we decided to show up for work today. Alan decided to call in for some crazy reason. Alan, how you doing this morning? Good, brother. How are you? All right, good. Oh, wait a minute. On the screen, it says turkey stuff. I don't know what that actually means. But... Did you stuff the turkey in the vest? <laughs> oh, oh I, I was supposed to say stuffing. Oh, okay. turkey stuffing? No, I'm only kidding. Oh. Uh, no, we've been we've been plugging at it still. Um, um, my, my boy and I we took Mama with us last Friday. Uh, beautiful day. Nobody was out but us. But um, yeah, we just uh, we keep having uh, encounters of other wildlife that thwarts our turkey business. So, uh, what, what did, what did you up. see? What, did you see any alligators? Well, it wasn't so much what we saw as what we heard. We we were um, we were set up nice and early. You know, watch the sun come up, and we decided not to to go light and not carry a big blind like we did the first time we went in there. And so we were we were you know we were gonna run and gun a little bit and uh got set up and about uh, just after sun up uh, a couple uh bobcats not sure if they were mating or they were fighting but whatever it was they were doing it was angry and uh <laughs> yeah, yeah and it was just uh 
little, yeah, a little disconcerting is to say the least. Uh, it was real close. They were maybe 30 yards away from us. We never saw them, but boy, we could hear them. Yeah, wow. it's a wonderful sound. So then we decided to move because we figured any turkey with any sense wasn't going to be a, anywhere near any of that. No. Nah. So, so we decided to move, and we did did some walking down the road and calling, and then uh, we had a, a a close encounter with about a six foot rat snake. Um, I I almost stepped on it, and that that nanosecond where your mind sees it, processes it, and realizes what type of snake it is. It, you've already created quite a mess on yourself. So <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it didn't. It didn't run down your pants leg, did it? I don't no. know if you ever seen somebody two sixty try to levitate, but it, <laughs> apparently, my my son says it's hilarious. Yeah, and it's amazing that you can actually do it. You know, it's like it's so weird. Alan, uh, Alan, I was so bad one day. We we killed a water moccasin, and I was taking my kids in the next day. We had to walk down a, a ridge that was by a flooded fire break, we coiled that thing up on the on the little high land that we were going to be walking down, and we knew to step over it and let the kids run straight into it. Oh, my God. I think that might be a child abuse. <laughs> that might be a chargeable offense. Uh, it could be. It's kind of close. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we uh, came across one of the sinks kind of by accident, and... Uh, there was about eleven foot gator in that, so it was sure. a it was a fun morning, but uh, we just can't get them to talk. And we did have a, we did call a hen in, but that was about that's all we've done. Well, that's and that's what I'm hearing over in Green Swamp. You know, I haven't I haven't really been back up to Richland. Uh, I know where there were some birds earlier in the season, and just like you did, and uh, you know. I haven't. I just haven't gone back. I I have a couple hunts in Green Swamp West, uh, so I went over there. I was lucky enough. I I ended up did shoot a bird over there, um, you know. But but it was not talking. I the next day I got on a bird that was gobbling periodically, but but they really are not talking. Were you uh, on on the bird that you got? Were you moving and 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 shooting, or were you set up deeks I, and all that stuff? I, mean, I turned around. I had I had gone in, and the night before, I walked about four and a half miles, and I found the most active turkey sign I could find. And I went in there the next morning, and I heard a distant gobble, and I. My hearing's terrible, so I didn't know what direction it was, but I knew it was a gobble. It gobbled twice, so I just sat down in the in the the heads, and I I called periodically. And I'll be honest with you, it wasn't that uh, great of a hunt in the sense of a lot of excitement. I'm calling. At one point, I closed my eyes, and when I opened them up, there was a red head out on the other side of some ferns, <laughs> and I shot him. <laughs> There's your typical turkey hunt right there. In a nutshell. Tried and, tried and true method. It's, it's, I'm telling you, it's worked more, It's worked wonders. I think Steve uh, got his biggest gobbler uh, when they were sitting there, and uh, his guy, Joey Waite, back in the day, is literally elbowing him going, in, Austin, in that- Austin, Austin. He's like, what? He goes, shoot the bird. He's like, what? He's like, the bird, shoot it. He didn't know he was asleep. Yeah. But and, Steve's over there, you know, solid and, logs. And that bird came on Easter Sunday for me, and, and I turned around, and it was such a beautiful morning. I shot the bird about 8.45 in the morning that I just sat there in the woods, and I never moved out of that spot. You didn't go on an Easter egg hunt after that? You no, didn't I go? just said right there. 
I just I just absolutely enjoyed that absolutely gorgeous morning. So would you the bird just stuff it in the back of your vest and I just, just sit, there? sit there on the ground. Well then the finance are gonna get all over no, it. No, no, no. You're crazy, man. So but <laughs> it, it, it it is just so peaceful and for me that day I had coyotes that were they they weren't thirty yards close, but they weren't a hundred yards far. Okay, um, right. and I and it, you left the bird there just laying on the ground while coyotes well, were they, they were there. They were there prior to the the bird coming oh, okay. in. So don't always think if those birds know that predator is there. I don't really think that they worry about them that much at all. Okay, if they've lived if, long enough, if, if they can see it. Okay, if they can see that predator in or an area where they can see, uh, they're not that scared of it because they know they could fly. It's like deer and John Deere tractors. You know, after a while, they're just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah it's just a tractor. <laughs> it's no but, big deal. <laughs> so uh, it was more disconcerting to me than it would have been to the birds. Well, oh, that, yes. that, that's true. Though, anybody who's ever that that. If you've never heard one, uh, a bobcat just howl in the evening anyway, that's hair-raising enough. But when you have two of them that are out there uh, poking at each other, it's uh, it's a sound that is where you're like, what in the world is going on yeah, over there, crazy. man? It's uh, You think the neighborhood cat fight sounds bad. Two bobcats going <laughs> at it, man. Yeah. It's, my son had the gun, and my wife and I were sitting in, you know, probably 10 feet front, but I I heard the safety click off. I'm like, okay, that a boy. <laughs> <laughs> Just getting ready, pa. Just in case. You never know. He might go after old Yeller. Yeah. Gotta, all right. Well, are you, you're going to go back out. You're not done, right? So you no, got time. No, we're going we're gonna to give at least a couple more tries. You know what I mean? The boy's got the fever, so i got to keep him involved. So. Yeah, well, yeah. The, the thing is, let him make some decisions on which way to go. Let him make some of that decision. Um but don't don't give up just because those those cats are there. Don't 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 write that off. If that's the right spot, that bird will still be there. Yeah, because those cats will get out of there after they get done kicking oh, each other. You know what? Nothing else. It's memories made. He's he's still talking about the cat. Oh and sure, the gator and the snake. You know so. That's what makes it. That's what makes it. it. It's, you know, it's not all about the getting. That's right. You're absolutely right, and that's why we tell people all the time. I the some of the best memories I have trailing my dad we didn't shoot a darn thing all day but i learned a lot while we were out there I tell you, my yeah. dad's been been gone now for for about 15 years and and the stories i tell my kids are just like they shake their heads i was talking about last night about my dad taking t- taking a uh, an alligator snapping turtle off of her nest killing the turtle taking the eggs and putting the eggs in some leftover Big jar of that red liquid that you get at the at the end of the bar with some sausages in it. The old pickling and stuff. Let, and let and pick on them things for about a month and a half, and then eating them, <laughs> and they were just dying. I said, "Yeah, that's your grandpa. He was a redneck." Yeah, well, you know, and uh, those kind of memories. When you the the bad thing is, is when you tell your kids those memories. Now you got to go back them up. You got to go. You, you got to go, and you got to drag them out in the woods and and do the same things. So that one day yeah. they'll be sitting around telling their kids about how crazy you were. Yeah, because they know? think I'm a redneck. I said, no, not even close. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I, 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 I do the same thing. I tell my kids, you know, being a country kid growing up out in the woods and uh, some of the crazy things my father did that uh, after you tell them the story, of course, they have to hear it from the horse's mouth. So whenever they see him, they're like, you know, uh, 
How about tell me about the time that you got chased off the tractor by the Yellow Jackets? And he's like, what? Who told you about that? <laughs> Dad told us. He's like, oh, well, what did he tell you? And they tell him, he goes, well, let me tell you my version. And, you know, and it's, it, it's a great thing, a great learning thing. I, you know, I try to do the same thing, as boring as it is with my kids. Uh, in the state of Florida, point out certain things, what you can eat, what you can't eat, watch out for that, do this with that, you, you can make this out of that and do this, you know, that it's all, hopefully it's stored in there somewhere, you know, but that's that's the best you can do. Yeah, man. Um, well, get out there, go have some fun with it, make those memories, yep. man, it's awesome. Will do. You boys have a good day now. Yeah, be safe. Have fun, Alan. Get out Will there. Do. Get a big old bird. That'd be nice. Any bird's a good bird. One of the greatest. At this point, any bird would be a good bird. You know, I never did do any turkey hunt with my dad. He was not a turkey hunter. He was more of a a deer, squirrel, small gamey, you know, being a Cajun kid, you know, that anything is edible. So, uh, you know, it was more of a small game type of thing where you go out there, pop a few, you know, a couple of dozen blackbirds or whatever it is, you know, and put it in a saucy call or something. (laughs) I tell you, last night on the. On the table, my buddy who was guiding, they got one inch and seven sixteenth spur and inch and a quarter. But the inch and a quarter, to me, looked like a fella hit it. The seven sixteenth one was long and sharp. The inch and a quarter one looked like something had splintered the end of it off. He might have gotten a scrap. May, well, either that or he maybe turned around a straight pellet hit hit that, that spur. What was the beard like on it? One with that ten and a quarter. I really? Think. Yeah. God, you think it'd be longer than that? So I don't know. Maybe he'd grow some good toenails. I, I don't. Know. It's one of those things. All right. Well, I, do you want to get into this gun talk thing or not? How much time do we have before you have to have a break? What are you doing in there? What? 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 See? Huh? What? He's in there watching DMX videos. Oh now. yeah. How long we got before we take a break? Got to take a break now? What are you doing? Yeah, I, I can start the music. I was going to do it in like 30 seconds, but. Oh, so do you, need, do you need to talk to us about anything? Is everything okay over there on your side of the Here fence? Is wow. that it? That, that's all I get? He's over there watching something, giggling like a little schoolgirl. <laughs> I'm watching Terry Crews break down his, uh, his iconic role. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to know that we're so compelling that Diego's like, ah. I think I'll watch SpongeBob later. All right, we're going to take a break. This is Big and Wild Outdoors. We'll be right back. But it is funny. Uh, welcome in, everybody. It's the Bigger Wild Outdoors. Braden and uh, Bill George hanging out with Diego this morning and you on the radio. Uh, the Bigger Wild Outdoors. Jonathan is out there getting his truck muddy up there in Bluntstown killing pigs. So it's all good. Uh, listen, this past week, I wanted to uh, kind of give you a little heads up on uh, some stuff that uh, the president came out and was talking about. Uh, I don't know if you heard all this stuff out of Turkey Camp, but, you know, he wants to uh, 
go after certain firearms and uh you know it was all talk you know for the most part it was all you know what he'd like to do what what he plans to do and all this other kind of stuff when it comes to um uh firearms especially ghost guns what the ghost gun what the ghost gun uh their definition of a ghost gun is a firearm that you you get an 80% or whatever it is, or you get one that's 60, 40, I mean, depending on how, how far along it An is manufactured. A gun that is incomplete. Whoa, whoa. It's it's not even a gun yet. No, it's not a it's not considered it's a firearm. It's a metal. Or, or a plastic frame or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, and it's you have ones that are 80%. Which basically, you put it in a jig and you drill a couple holes and you build the gun and you put it together and it doesn't have a serial number on it. So, because but, it doesn't have a serial number and it has never been born in a factory or but, gone to a distributor or anything. It's, but according to the law, as soon as you turn it into a gun, you must have a permit for the manufacturer of said gun. No. Well, you still have to you still have to put numbers in it and declare it, right? No. No, not in the state of Florida. No, no, you're all good. No, not unless you have a manufacturing license. If you're manufacturing firearms, that's totally different. But for an eighty percent, but but regardless, this this whole ghost gun theory that you know that they're untraceable and all that stuff. So is my thirty five Remington. Yeah, it is. Just about every firearm in the state. Why are you sound so low? Why does he sound so low? See, not he sounds low. Um. Every gun that you have in the state of Florida, we don't have registration in the state of Florida. So serial numbers on a gun that you own or that I own or anything else that we own really doesn't really matter to anybody unless it's stolen or uh, used in the commission of a crime or anything like that, where they can go back to the beginning and trace it down through the entire steps. And it finally is going to get to a step where either A, you, they find out it was reported stolen or, uh, you know, you gave it to your brother-in-law, and then he sold it to a guy at work, and then uh, he got it stolen out of his car but didn't report it or whatever it is. So for the, in the long run, it's going to be hard no matter what, depending on the state that you live in. Now, New York or New Jersey or somewhere like that, they're a lot more stricter when it comes to that. If I died and I left you my pistol and you lived in New York, you couldn't receive that pistol until I, I, my family gave it to the local sheriff then you went down, you filled out the proper paperwork, you applied for the permit to own it, blah, 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 blah. And then that way they know who you are and what you have. You understand what I mean? I can barely hear him. What is it? What's, is your mic not working? Is it plugged in? Now it seems to be working. Hello. What Hello. did you touch? Don't touch that. She made a cricket. It's Un- Diego's fault. Unplugging stuff. But anyway. So the ghost gun, you know, that, uh, you know, caused all kinds of massacres and everything else here daily in the United States of America. How many have been in any of these shootings that they found? None. That's because they disappeared. Oh, poof, poof. So uh, anyway, so that was one of his, you know, his uh, pet projects. And then, of course, then you have the pistol brace, you know, the... Uh, the AR types or the 9mm types or anything else that have a pistol brace on the end of the firearm. Uh, the gun is considered to be a pistol, not a short barrel rifle because of the stock that's on the back of it, that kind of thing. So 
that was another one that he wanted to go after. And, of course, then uh, national gun registration <clears throat> or, you know, mandatory background checks, which we already have in the state of Florida. We, we have, I don't know, anywhere in the continental United States well, of America. Well, if I sell a gun to you, you don't have to go through it. How are you going to stop that? How are you going to stop it? By just making a law. Is that what it is? Oh, yeah. So that that's just going to, you know, two law-abiding citizens. I'm sorry, George, I can't buy that from you because then it would be, uh, you know, not, not right. It would be against the, the rules. No, you're the buyer, but if you're the seller, you say, I'm sorry, you can't. I can't sell it to you because you haven't passed a background check. If you are a law-abiding citizen who yeah. adheres to the law and yeah. all that kind of stuff. In the meantime, you know, he gets on national television and, and blatantly leaves out the important parts where it says if you go uh, the loophole, we have to close the loophole about gun shows because you could just walk into a gun show, buy a gun, and walk right out with no background check. Yeah, because they're selling their private firearms. Which is legal in the state of Florida. Yeah. And a lot of other states as well. Any dealer who is there selling a firearm potentially. That's not their personal. It's not their personal. There is a background check performed on that individual. Correct. So to sit here and just get on television and lie about it and everything else, it's just, well, it's just it drives me insane. But it's true. There are sales going on with no background check. So but he, he doesn't lie. specify. He doesn't specify that. He leaves it out there. What he's blatantly saying, or at least insinuating, is that you walk in there, everybody can buy one and walk out, and it's no big deal. And that there is no background checks being done. That's not true. There are backgrounds being done. So anyway, after the announcement happened the other day, yesterday, one day later, okay, after his whole little uh, spiel and everything, and of course once it went uh, like wildfire across social media, three firearms manufacturers that literally make the pistol brace type ARs immediately came out and said, Ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for your patronage, but it's going to be anywhere from an eight to ten months uh, before we're back up to full potential to be able to sell you firearms because they completely sold out in a day. 80%.com, which is a place that where you could go buy 80% uh, firearms, build them yourself, do that kind of thing, completely sold out in a day. Ghost guns. So I go I guys we just have to go ahead and declare that Biden has now become the number one firearms seller in the United in the history of the United States, beating out Barack Obama. They just, they just Quit it. Your microphone is, is switching off, so Okay. You can't hear that in your headphones, you can't hear the difference between this and, and this. I can barely hear anyway. Oh, okay. Maybe that has <laughs> something to do with it. But Completely sold out. Now, that's two out of the three. And, of course, the ammunition sales are also going through the roof now, too. That are people still freaking out about that. But, again, once he did this, and I don't understand politicians at all, once they come out here and they make these arbitrary claims and all this other kind of stuff, that would do absolutely nothing when it comes to crime and people committing crimes and but doing the kind of crimes. we're not looking to stop crime. It's good for business. Obviously, because uh, his, um, you know, from the stimulus, from the time they started handing checks, free money to people, uh, gun sales have been through the roof. 
And now when he comes out here and says, and then target specific firearms, when you specifically say pistol braced, you know, a it's, brace with a pistol. It's a forbidden fruit. Dude, they clean them out. We don't have any St. Victor's, any of that stuff like that. Gone. Gone. At the opening yesterday, we had four 80% pistol frames in the uh, case. I think when I left, uh, there might have been one. Better hurry up and buy it. I don't want to get one. I like mine already manufactured. Jonathan, hello. We don't go 80% around here. We go 100%. Well, that's true. And, uh, you know, for the cost of, and that's the other thing that people don't realize is that by the time you're done building the firearm that you want to build, it would have been cheaper in the long run for the most part just to have gone and bought one that was already completely done. But it's the, you know, making your own, putting it together, doing all the other happy stuff, just like any other hobby. And, uh, you know, well, in my first the first AR that I had, we put together was a two two three, and like you said, we built it from I built it from scratch. We bought there was you know the upper, we bought the barrel, we bought put everything together, and you know it was a gun that I liked a lot more because it's like you said, it's just like these guys that go out and buy the fishing rod kits and build their own. Sure. Fishing rods. Or build their own hot rods or uh, build their motorcycle from the ground up. Uh, any of those things like that. Uh, you know, enthusiasts like to do it when the, with their own two hands. And I, and I well, fully appreciate that. Well, or like I told our good buddy, Mr. Brooksy Hall at Brandon Ford, I'm brooksifying my truck. Thank God. <laughs> I'm glad I did it because it's uh, a little bit wet and muddy up here right now so how can that be i did that how can that be did it <laughs> rain on you last night or something uh, uh right now i'm sitting here waiting to go pick the guys up and we've got a nice little storm front supposed to be in here about one o'clock so yeah it's supposed to be down here by this evening so you'll, you'll get it uh first that's good yeah could use a little rain around here well you'll get yep. more than a little Y'all get any pigs on the ground yet? I am actually was on my way out here to pick them up, and I just got a text that the hogs just showed up. So uh, you'll be waiting. I'm sitting. That's hey, that's fine with me. Wait for so. the wait for the shot. Wait for the boom, and then uh, then wait for the text. Because <laughs> yeah. it could have been a miss. <laughs> yes. <laughs> waiting for them to regroup and turn back around and head back this way. You you need to turn huh. around. Start a bat like we have in camp with the miss, the swing and the miss, you know. Everybody who misses uh, signs the bat. Oh, you've inspired me. I keep trying to think of something that I could do uh, for the hunters that we have come in camp. I mean, you know, because we're eating. We're about, it's about like you said, my wife last night was the cheapest anniversary dinner that I've ever had with my wife. So... We had uh, had some home home done buffalo wings, some fries, beans, and the guy that's here hunting with me, his wife has a baking hobby, and let's just say that she makes probably one of the best cheesecakes you will ever eat. So, yeah, well, well pretty good anniversary. 
Yeah, well, I mean, everybody's eating good wherever they are. Bill George having brownies and ice cream, and you're up there eating, uh, you know, chicken wings and whatever, and cheesecake. Huh? Mm. Yeah, mm, yeah, so, it's all good. Yeah, I had but, steak and shake and fries. That's what I had last. Well, Jonathan, I don't, I don't know how much you're into it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I know my wife has indicated in the past she'd like to be able to get something to see animals at night. I'm. I'm thinking about one of these thermal devices, you know. I got, got, got that. We've got that, or I can get you a uh, elusive wildlife feeder light. Well, it's not uh, for the heater. It's just she'd like to be able to go out there and and look in her backyard and and see stuff. And I wouldn't mind using it to eradicate some more pigs at times. And you know, well, that's what I'm talking about. You put you can put this up and it's a it's puts a lovely little glow out, you know. When they walk underneath it, it gets a little brighter, so you can see everything, and it's all good. Yep. <laughs> well, that may that may work well if, if you know I get one of those imagers that you know will read the IR light or whatever. But but uh, I don't know. We'll see. Got to go start looking at it. What are you going to no. use it for? What are you gonna just to have them or what? Shoot, shoot, at night, animals, pigs, coyotes, whatever. That's yes. what you're gonna use. Something along that line. Well, yeah, but those things—they don't. How far do they sh- they shine that light out there? I mean, well, that's the certain- thing is, I'm I'm just now starting to research it. Why don't you just get one of those wicked lights, man? That bad uh, boy will like light up uh, like a sunbeam out there. Yep, it does. Well, get uh, one. I'll send you. Uh, Send you the link for the one that I'm gonna end up probably buying, and it's ATN. So, okay. ATN. Yes. Why ATN? Why would you get ATN? Got wicked lights. Light up, re- light up the whole world. I can put it on the rifle. You it's can, a thermal scope. You can put the wicked lights on there, man. Just boom, bang, hit the button, hit the switch, kaboom. It's a done deal. Boom. ATN. All right, Jonathan. Have a good hunt. Get him. Oh, wow. Are you just dismissing him like that? Yeah. Okay, fine. All right, Y'all be good. We're going to breakfast. Oh, oh yeah, sure. Go At pick Conley's. up. I thought you would be cooking breakfast. No, I'm taking them to Conley's, man. Come on. Oh, they no. I don't even know what Conley's is, but I'm sure it's delicious. Yes. Uh, I'm starving. Thanks for calling and making me hungry. All right, we're going to take a break. This is the Big Wild Outdoors. See you, guys. Bye. See you, Jonathan. We're going to go. We'll be right back. I just love giving him that look. Diego plays music, and I just give him that look like, what? What are you doing? He's like, going to be like, what? What? I'm doing what? What am I doing? It's the universal, what the, what the, what signal? What the, what? I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, man. Shut up. Hi, everybody. Welcome in. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brent Gunn, Bill George, Jonathan, as you heard, up there, uh, got some hunters in the woods out there trying to get some uh, pork on the plate. 
And uh, just going to leave them out there in the middle of nowhere while they go eat some breakfast. He actually makes a pretty good casserole. That's what I understand. Well, you know, he probably doesn't feel like cooking right now. So it's whatever. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 I don't know what he calls it. Every time he brings it up there uh, to Panta Vista, it's got a different name. That that cheese elky thing, whatever yeah. he makes. God, stuff is so good. Well, oh my gosh! Speaking uh, of the panfish challenge, <laughs> it's so good. I, I I'm hearing. I know two weeks ago that the comment was that they had run out of boats to. To rent. They uh pontoon boats are all booked okay. for the panfish so challenge. They still had a few John boats they left. They still had a few John boats left. Uh cabins on the other hand, I think you uh you gotta get in line. I think you have to leave your name and number and uh they will let you know if someone well decides not to go. But that doesn't mean that you can't uh you oh, know no. show up with an R V or a camper or you want to go primitive camp or do any of that other kind of stuff or, or- you just want to drive up. It's it's not that bad. It's an hour north of Tampa. It's an easy drive, all interstate, boogity, 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 75 boogity, boogity. miles. Uh, yeah, up there, and you get off, and you turn left, you turn left, and psh, you know you go down the road two and a half miles or so, and it's right there on the right-hand side. Well, i tell you one thing. I'm I'm ready. I'm already ready, already thinking about the kitchen setup. I'm going to bring – I now have two ovens. So, you know, when we keep the food warm, you know, two ovens going, cook yeah, everything the, on the grill. The one oven did sufficient last year. What are you trying to do? What are you going to make like a uh, uh, Gordon Ramsay style uh, screaming, yelling kitchen back that, there? What are you doing? That may be the case. Oh, my gosh. Listen. Dude, it's, 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 it's supposed to be an easy, relaxing fishing tournament. It's not, you know, you know. Go, 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 go. Whoa, 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 whoa. Not not for the people putting it on, it's not. Well, that that's true. I mean, but for the for the lay person who shows up there, Correct. it's supposed to be a nice, relaxing day of fishing as a tournament. Correct. And our my job, you know, in 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 trying to help out, we you know, we we will take care of the cooking. The big and wild will take care of all the cooking and all that part and uh We'll go have another great show, and I know your your brother just absolutely helped get that uh, spot on with the the flow and you know cooking everything, having it in the oven, keeping it warm, you know, just absolute you know process line. He's a line cook. Well, he's a chef, so he and, knows how to do that stuff and keep ahead of the uh, keep ahead of the crowd. You know correct. what I'm saying? So. Correct. And uh, so, yeah, he's he's pretty good. I think he's going to be there again this year. So, because uh, I heard that G-Maw was planning on coming in from Texas again to come out and participate once again at the event. So, um, it's happening on June 19th, in case you don't know, up at the uh, Panavista Vista Lodge at uh, Lake Panasofsky. That's where everybody's going to get started out. And you got to get in and kind of register uh, early. If you're not going to go and pre-register now, if you call Panavista, go to panfishchallenge.com. Uh, have a website set up now so that you can go there and get some information. Panfishchallenge.com, and you can pre-register your boat. It's $25 now, be 35 bucks day of. And as we tell you, for the past seven years, that's per boat, not per person. So if your boat holds two people, fine. If it holds 12 people, Good. You and know, I tell people, even if you just, everything goes to charity. There's nobody making any money on right. anything. A hundred percent. 
being returned back into charity, Everyday Blessings and the uh, South Sumter FFA. So The only thing that we get out of this tournament is maybe some leftover stuff uh, at the end of it that we can use for next year to give away. Yeah, uh, Maybe a few extra fishing rods or a couple extra buckets or some uh, some baits or something like that that we can add to uh, for the next year because that's one of those things where uh, it all goes out and it's all there so, so that we have a good time and we want kids to be involved because we when we first started this, we were literally going to make it a kids-only tournament uh, where parents and even guardians could not fish. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> we wanted to make it a family-type thing where – but, Grandma, Grandpa can go. Kids can go. Grandkids can go. But bring your neighbors' you kids. Can't, and you don't know for sure if you signed up now for twenty five dollars. That that re- that boat registration is going to do nothing more than go to help somebody else out. And by letting us know early how many kids are going to come, we know about how many free fishing poles to be able to have on hand to. We try every year to to make sure every kid leaves there with a goodie bag. Oh yeah, a with a ton of stuff. Yeah. So, about 45 50 bucks worth of free stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's like but the, the, the pre-registration exactly what Bill George said that way not only do we know how many boats are going to be there, uh but uh, usually we ask how many people are you going to plan on bringing for the boat. Uh so you at least have a head count kind of thing because sure. last year Last year we had 75 boats registered, 73 showed up, but of those 73 boats, average, there was anywhere between uh, two and eight people yeah. on those boats. I mean, seriously, uh, there was a, there's a lot of people on those 75 boats. <clears throat> I always told Jim, I said, dude, we, we got to get this up to 100. We want to get a hundred boats in there, and he went, "Dude, if we ever get a hundred boats, I think I'll have a heart attack." But you know <laughs> what? Like, when we had seventy-five last year, another twenty-five seemed doable. That, you know what? It went really, really. You know why? It's the seventh year, and we're, we're so, getting good at it. Yeah, it's it's getting to be the flow where it's starting to be able to uh, go. And people who seriously have, have fished previous years. They know the systems. They know when to get there. They know to get there, throw that boat in the water, get it locked up on the dock, go park the car, get everything loaded, and be ready to go. So they're in with it as well. So they're in with the flow. It's not just us being efficient. Because <laughs> we have a lot of returns. We well, have a lot of people who've uh, fished every single year. Uh, we've had people who fished a couple of years in a row. Um, and uh, what? it's it's turned into a great family tournament it well really i know we got john on the line and for those like we say about the pan fish challenge get out there register also don't forget trinity sportsman's ministries uh clay shoot for their fundraiser for all the stuff they do is on may 1st um you can find that at, them at trinity com, or just look it up google it and you'll find it google. um it another wonderful event that that happens each year that we just usually have a blast at literally i haven't got to shoot in the last two that's because you always work that weekend i know it sucks but uh, are you working on the first i don't know you need to count i don't know i have no idea well crazy listen every other weekend you can figure out how many weekends are between i'll have to look at calendars and all that other happy stuff and it's just a pain john yeah, brother. What are you doing? Why are you calling back? You got a flat tire? No, no, I'm good. I just uh, forgot to mention something. 
I do quite a bit of, and I wanted you guys to let people know I help veterans. You know, so if somebody needs help, give out my number. I don't have a problem with that. Okay. Did you hear me? Yeah. 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 I didn't know if you were. Static. Got a lot of static on my side for some reason. Well, you got to get away from Sprint. Okay, that was like that was cool in the '80s, but now we we moved on from there. You gotta, you gotta go. I've got Verizon. Oh well, then you should be fine. Can you hear me now? That's that's yeah, a I different, can hear you. That's <laughs> it. Totally different one. No I, no, I just wanted to pass that on, man. Yeah, enjoy helping people. Yeah, I know. That's why they call you Big Hands John, man. We appreciate it. It's all good. That's it, man. Yeah. I'll try to get out there to the camp. Oh boy, sounds good. Oh gosh, have a great. You guys get out there together. There could be thunder. Oh yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, make sure you bring oh, some bring some sprinkles or something for when they make donuts tonight for dessert. Hey, the donuts are not a bad idea. <laughs> there you go. See, you can make donuts. Yeah, brownies and ice cream last night. You could like make homemade donuts tonight. That's John, actually not a bad thing. John can bring the pink uh, frosting and sprinkles. We, we you may go, do man. it. You guys, <laughs> you guys have a great one. Thanks. Uh, for see you, ya, John. Hey, get out of here. Go have fun. See you. Have a great weekend. Panfish Challenge, June 19th. Trinity Sportsman's May 1st. It's all going to be good. This time of year, once turkey season kind of gets down towards the end, there's a little bit of a lull uh, just before gator season gets crazy. So uh, that's the time when we have a lot of sporting clays events. We have uh, events going on out of G5. We have uh, the Panfish Challenge, which is a big one every year. And then a couple other things after that, I can't even remember anymore. But it's going to be a good time had by all. I would highly recommend that if you have not done it, please, for the love of all, call the Panfish, uh, call Panavista Lodge, go to panfishchallenge.com, get the information, call them, and tell them that you want to come up and do some fishing and bring the kids and bring the neighbor's kids, all that kind of good stuff, uh, you know, Bring some schoolmates uh, your kids want to go fish with that maybe they don't have an opportunity. If you have a kid in the neighborhood who's never been fishing before in his entire life, this would be a great opportunity to get him up on a beautiful, pristine lake, clear water, nice and calm, beautiful place, a lot of room to run around and be barefoot and all that kind of good stuff. And uh, I don't think I've ever seen a kid leave there sad, ever, ever, not once. I mean, they always have a good day fishing. And even if they don't have a good day fishing out on the boat, when they get back with my kids and Bart's kids and everybody else's kids all fishing off the dock, you're still going to have a good time. Great time. That's it? That's all you got to add? Yep. Chimney Cricket. Are you here next weekend? I have a hunt, but I should be here. Okay, whatever. All right, we're going to see you guys next Saturday. It is a big wild outdoors. Go enjoy this beautiful weekend. Except for tomorrow, it's going to rain. All right, we'll be back.